everybody, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez, and today we are continuing our topic theme on the pursuit of happiness. I hope you are getting some beneficial truths out of it, some impacting your life and making your life just a whole lot better because that's what this podcast is about, helping you live your good life now. And today, as we're talking about happiness, I found this story that I've heard a couple years back. It's a very cool story that really drives the heart of happiness and and kind of what can lead to happiness right to the heart. So I'm going to share this story with you. Just bear with me as I read the story. It's it's a small story, but it's going to take a little bit of time, but I'm sure it's going to encourage you and really help us live our good life now. You might have heard it before. It's entitled different ways. It's been around for a long time. It's hard to find out where it originated, but it's something like the American business banker and the Mexican fisherman. So I'm going to go ahead and read this story. It says, an American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal village in Mexico when a small boat with just one fisherman docked. Inside the boat were several large yellow fin tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish and asked how long it took him to catch them. The Mexican fisherman replied only a little while. The American then asked why didn't he stay out longer and catch more fish. The Mexican fisherman said he had enough to support his family's immediate needs. Then the American banker asked him, what do you do? with the rest of your time. The Mexican fisherman said, I sleep late, fish a little, play with my children, take siestas with my wife, Maria, stroll into the village each evening where I sip the sweet wine and play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life. The American scoffed, I am a Harvard MBA and could help you. You should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. With the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. Eventually, you will have a fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling your catch to middlemen, you could sell directly to the processor, eventually opening up your own cannery. You would control the product processing and distribution. You would need to leave this small coastal fishing village and move to Mexico City, then LA, and eventually New York City, where you will run your expanding enterprise. The Mexican fisherman heard all this info and says, but how long is this all going to take? To which the American replied, about 15 to 20 years. And what's going to happen after that? Asked the Mexican fisherman. The American laughed and said, that's the best part. When the time is right, you would announce an IPO and sell your company stock to the public and become very rich. You can make millions. Millions, then what? The American businessman said, then you could retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you could sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take siestas with your wife, stroll to the village in the evening where you could sip the sweet wine, play your guitar with amigos. And then the fisherman looks at him and says, isn't that what I'm doing right now? Very interesting story. I really loved it the first time I heard it because it just shows the different mindsets. You know, here, this Mexican fisherman is living his good life. He's going out and 
catching enough fish to feed his family, provide for business and do his thing. And then he goes out and takes a siesta, plays with his kids, goes out with his friends to drink wine and play guitar. He's living his life. He's doing, he's enjoying the process. And the funny thing is about the story, the American banker says, man, you could make so much more money. You could do all these things. But the funny thing about the story is that the end result of the story is what? The Mexican fisherman says, why would I do all that? What would happen after I make millions? Well, after you make millions, then you can, you know, you know, take siestas with your wife, play with your kids, fish a little bit, sip the sweet wine, play your guitar with your amigos. You could live the good life. And the fisherman's like, that's kind of the same thing that I'm already doing. So what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is that success isn't all about money. It's about happiness even more than just about money, it's it's about the value of time, that time is more valuable than money. Here is this man just living his life, found a way to, you know, to provide for his family, to enjoy a good life. He enjoys every day. He's making the most of it. He's spending time with his family, his friends, his loved ones. He's enjoying life, contributing, doing a great thing. And the American banker wants him to excel, advance, to make more, seize the potential. But the, the funny thing is, after the potential, you come right back to the same thing. And what I love about the story is the American banker in this story can kind of represent to us what society, Instagram, social media, the new, all these things are telling us, these songs that we need to do this, we need to get a bigger house, a bigger, go buy a boat, get a yacht. And then the funny thing is, whatever you do and buy and house, as big as your business gets, what happens? There's always a bigger business. It's grow more, expand more, do this. And so we're always with a goal of striving and expanding. Now, don't get me wrong. I Like I said last week, I honestly believe that God always wants to take us higher, never lower, right? So with that being said, we should expand. We should grow. We should seek better, you know, because God wants us to advance and take us higher and doesn't want us to just stay where we're at. But the, the moral of the story isn't to don't advance. It's to enjoy life in the process, to enjoy life, to really think about what is making you happy because so many times what makes us fall into the trap of not being happy, you're not enjoying our life, is the fact that we think we need to get there to be happy. Now, what is there to you? Now, it's different for everybody, right? There to you could be to make millions through your business and, you know, there to you could be to own a yacht, to do, I don't know what it is. It's different for everybody. And the thing is, we try to get there so we can enjoy life, right? But I'm telling you, you can live your good life now. You can enjoy life right now if you'd appreciate what's really valuable. And that's time, that's family, that's friendships, that's relationships. And these are things that we hear all the time. You hear the story, there is a nurse that worked as a hospice nurse. And she was there, you know, unfortunately, to, to see so many people pass. And she shared her findings on what people valued the most. And it's funny because nobody on their deathbed says, man, I wish I would have worked harder. Man, I wish I would have blew up my business more. Man, I wish I would have made more millions. I wish I would have made a million. I wish I would have made 10 million, 100 million. Nobody on their deathbed is saying, I wish I would have made more money. Nobody on their deathbed is gonna say, I wish I had that bigger house I've always dreamed of. Nobody on their deathbed is gonna wish for a yacht. 
What happens on your deathbed when you know your life is about to pass you by? What do you wish for? I wish I would have spent more time with those I loved. I wish I would have told my family I love them. I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. I wish I would have told that that mentor, that friend, how much they meant to me. I wish I could have spent more time with them. And that's what it's all about. And that's the same thing we see kind of resembled in this story. It's like the lie is that we need to achieve so much status or position or wealth so that we can live a good life and enjoy life. Now, now don't get me wrong. We do need finances and there's nothing wrong. This isn't about being poor so you can enjoy your life. No, it doesn't matter. This is about what are you prioritizing? And it's about prioritizing your well-being and being happy and enjoying life above these other things because if you're not enjoying the process, it's not going to work out for you. It's not going to be good in the end run. So many people you know, abandon relationships and and leave, you know, their family to strive for success, to get there alone and end up overdosing or addicted to drugs because it didn't work out. It didn't give them the need and, and the fulfillment that they were looking for. You know, it reminds me of the verse in the Bible and it says in John 10, 10, it says that the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus says what? I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Two different variations. The devil's trying to steal, kill, and destroy your life, the Bible says. And Jesus over here is trying to give you life and life more abundantly. So my question to you is this. How is the devil trying to steal, kill, and destroy your life today? There's so many ways. I'm sure you could find a few. But for the most part, the devil is trying to steal, kill, and destroy your life by keeping you striving and striving and so consumed on this kind of like a treadmill where you're always reaching but never attaining, right? And why would the devil want to keep you on that? Why? Because then if you do that, you're missing the beauty of the moment that's right in front of you. If you're always striving for that, you're missing the beauty of what's right in front of you. You miss your children growing up. You miss your own youth and strength and vigor that you have. You can, if you're listening to this podcast, you have strength, you have vigor, you have life in front of you. And that means that there's more for you that God wants you to do, to enjoy. Let's not waste it away striving for that when God has already blessed you with this. I'm telling you, we do need goals. We do need to strive. We do need to have a plan for our future. But The best way to do it is to enjoy your life now. God wants us to be happy. I'm telling you, isn't that what the Bible says? That Jesus has come to give you life and life more abundantly. Now get a visual. What's a visual of an abundant life for you? A visual of an abundant life is not just sitting there on a gold mine, right? A visual of an abundant life is definitely being taken care of, but it's enjoying life with those you love. It's making memories. It's creating stories. It's living out. It's experiencing new things. It's it's going on, you know, adventures. And that's what life is all about. And that's the life that God wants us to give us, a life more abundantly. What's the abundant life that God wants to give you? Jesus says that he has come to give us this life, life more abundantly. He has come, he died on the cross, he paid the price so we can have this life and life more abundantly. Don't let the pressures around you cause you to miss this beautiful life that you have right in front of you. Things don't need to be perfect. Things don't need to be all in order. 
Uh, my life is not perfect. My life is not 100% in order, but I do my best to enjoy my life, to smile, to live my life, to spend time with those I care about and who care about me. And that's the beauty of life. That's life more abundantly. And it just reminds me of two memes I saw on uh, Instagram recently. One was a picture of uh, an older couple in Italy on a gondola. You know, those gondolas where, where they sing you songs and push you on the boat, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's this guy uh, pushing them on the boat, you know, uh, and they're they're out in the river, wherever they're at. And he's singing. But these this old couple is asleep. They totally fell asleep. So they're missing the singing. They're missing the beauty that they see around them. They're missing the boat ride. And the caption underneath says something like, don't wait till you retire to enjoy your life or something like that. And I love that because it makes sense to me. And, and it's it goes with your good life now heart because... If you wait till you retire to do these things, well, guess what? You might not be able to enjoy them as much as you could now, you know? And it doesn't mean, you know, obviously you got to make good financial decisions, but you can enjoy your good life now. It doesn't take money to enjoy your life, you know? It doesn't take a lot of money to enjoy your life. There's a lot of things you can do that would just, with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones, that would just create beautiful memories. And that's what life is about. Don't fall into the trap of these pressures of, thinking you need this or that to enjoy your life. God has blessed you with a good life. And it doesn't mean you have to stay where you're at. You can always strive for more, but be grateful for where you're at. Be grateful for where you're at today because I love that quote that Tim Story always says. He says, you may not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. And then you may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. You're advanced a little bit. So enjoy this. Be grateful for that. There's another one that kind of shows the pressure that we face about, you know, life. And so there's this little meme about this little boy and it's it's really popular if you searched little boy wants to make french fries it'll probably come up okay in google but there's this little boy and he's talking to his dad he's in the back seat his dad's driving the car or in the at least in the front seat of the car and the little boy's in the back seat and he says man i just want to live my life i want to want to you know live my good life and stuff like that and then the dad says yeah you want to live your good life he's like i want to live your life he's like yeah i want to live my life he's like what do you want to do with your life and then the little boy says i want to work at mcdonald's <laughs> and then so the dad gets upset his tone changes in the video and he goes why you want to work at mcdonald's and the kid says i can make french fries man <laughs> Now, I think that's hilarious because the dad gets upset after he says that. And you can see he grabs the camera and the video cuts out. So we don't know what happened after that. But the funny thing is, here's this little boy. And I love how it's a little boy because Jesus tells us, you know, that we should have childlike faith. And childlike faith just dreams, just believes, doesn't have these limitations, doesn't have these pressures. Here's this little boy. Is, he says, man, my dream job would be to work at McDonald's. This little boy don't know nothing about McDonald's. He don't know how much money they make in comparison to other professions or careers. And guess what? The little boy could care less. Because when the dad asks him, why you want to work at McDonald's? He says, I want to work at McDonald's. I want to make French fries. I love French fries. French fries are amazing. I just want to eat French fries all day. And I figured if I could get a job and work at McDonald's, then I could make French fries all day long. It'll be the good life. It'll be living my life. And so, of course... The dad uh, corrects him, gets upset with him. And, you and, and you know, some of you may be listening as well. Of course, you know, the dad, that's a good dad. He should expect more for his child. But you never know. I mean, when, you, when your kid has a passion for things, you never know what that could lead to. What if this guy ends up 
making french fries? What if he invents a new way to make french fries? What if his passion for french fries leads him to invent a different style of french fries? Or, or I don't know, what if he ends up opening up the best french fry shop in the whole country because of his passion for french fries? It could You never know what it could lead to. I'm just saying that we get that kind of same scenario happen in our life when we kind of share our dreams with people. I really want to do that. Why do you want to do that? There's no, there's no future in that. You shouldn't do that. But you know what? The Bible says God has given us the desires of our heart. And I know that whatever God has put in our hearts, we got to be true to our hearts. We got to not allow the world to snuff out what God has put inside of us. God has put good things inside of us. And it's up to us to, to seek God and let God nurture our dreams, our passions, because you never know what can happen through that. Now imagine what this little kid could do with french fries. I do not know. But what I'm saying is success is not status. Success is not money. Success is not position. Success, true success, is happiness. Because if you're not happy and you reach that goal, was it really worth it? I don't think so. Success should be happiness. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to be happy. Now, why does now 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 you gotta understand why does God want you to be happy? This isn't just about being giddy that you should be you know skipping through life you know whistling the whole time. You never go through tr- trouble problems. This isn't just about being uh, you know giddy and and you should be happy all the time. But happiness leads to your purpose. Happiness, why? How does that happen? Because happiness puts you in a place where faith and peace reign in your heart. When you're happy, faith can dwell there. When you're happy, peace can dwell there. When you're happy, fear cannot dwell there. When you're happy, worry and anxiety cannot dwell there. When you're happy, you don't have a fear of the future because you're happy. And this is why it's so important. The pursuit of happiness is what God has provided for us. And God wants us to be happy. Why? Because happiness puts you in a state where you can believe again, where you can dream again, when you can have faith for your future where you can be filled with limitless possibilities and that's the place where God moves that's the place where God speaks that's the place where God can just really bring strength and vigor back into your life happiness should be our goal because God lives in that state I'm telling you if you're filled with worry and anxiety it's going to be really difficult to hear the voice of God But when you're in a place of peace, when you're in a place of happiness, now remember, happiness doesn't mean, you know, you have to be all dancing around. It could just be like we learned last week, contentment, contentment of your heart, where your heart's at a content place. Yeah, maybe this isn't your end result and it's fine, but you're at least being content saying, God, you have me here for a reason. We're going to get through this. We're going to overcome. I know eventually I'm going to, you know, conquer this or that, but you could still be content in the midst of it. I'm telling you. The pursuit of happiness isn't just about being in this um, unrealistic emotional state. The pursuit of happiness is about you staying in a state where God can speak to you. You staying in a state where you can hear God's voice. You staying in a state of faith, staying in a position where your dreams can grow 
It's like an incubator for your dreams, a safe environment for your dreams to flourish, to thrive, to come alive, to hear that heartbeat of your dream once again. If you're not happy, you will not hear the heartbeat of your dream. You won't know that God has so much joy and more for you and wants you to enjoy this moment of your life. So I hope this story I shared with you about the American banker and the Mexican fisherman would encourage you to prioritize things in your life. Keep striving for more. Keep expanding your life. That's a good thing. That's a God thing. But man, we got to make sure we are enjoying this process. Because guess what? As the Bible says, tomorrow is guaranteed to nobody. Tomorrow is guaranteed to nobody. So if that's the case, are you enjoying your life today? Does your family know that you love them? Do your friends know that you care? If you were to leave this earth today, would you be content that you lived a good life, that you lived your life to the fullest, that you enjoyed what God blessed you with? Now, I'm encouraging you, let's pursue true happiness. We need you know, finances. We need all those things in our life, but we got to be happy. Happiness should be the priority and because happiness gives you the core strength, core strength in your heart to be able to do all the things you need to do in your work, in your life. As I said, uh, maybe last week, one of our mottos in my business is to have fun and get the job done. Because if we're not having fun getting the job done, it's not worth it. You're going to be miserable. Who wants to do that? Not me. Let's have fun. Let's get the job done. Let's pursue happiness. Let's be grateful to God for this beautiful life he's blessed us with. And let's trust God to get us through whatever challenges we're facing. Trust God to get us through to the next level. But in the meantime, let's love those around us. Let's create beautiful memories and live our good life now. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, this episode. Be sure to say hi on social media. You can find us all over the place. Just search your good life now. Hope you have a great week, guys. I will see you next week. And as always, cheers to your good life.